Uh, this is Lenny D'Angelo. Um, how did you get into art in the first place, uh, personally and professionally? Uh, what do you get from using different mediums? Uh, and how can artists best support each other? And again, I add the uh, additional there, uh, personally and professionally. These are three art questions proposed by Jesse Kaufman. Uh, Jesse Kaufman on the Twitters. Uh, that is uh, Jesse, and I believe K A U double F S M A N. I would add the at symbol there, but uh, that annoys me. Why do people do the at Jesse Kaufman on Twitter? You know, let me let me just explain something about at and the hashtag and what old people used to call pound. Those are functional only. They serve to create a link in the application itself. I believe Twitter started this. And it is sort of spilled over. But you don't have to say it, you see. Because it's a functional thing. It is not there to be read aloud. Uh, I'm just saying. I know that's become... Listen to Grandpa talking here. It's become a cultural thing that you would say to be funny sometimes. You know, hashtag second chances or whatever. is one that I use a lot. And it's funny, but it, it's only funny because people start using Don't use those. Just, it's a functional thing. It, you don't have to read it. Okay? Okay. At Jesse Kaufman. Uh, Jesse's been a nice, nice enough to uh, 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 communicate with me on occasion. And, and, and uh, he proposed three questions that are very interesting. Three questions about the nature of art making and the art lifestyle that are... are uh, I, when I first read these questions, I thought, very interesting, but uh, benign questions. There, there isn't, it's, they're, they're not going to shake up the world kind of questions. However, I found that in trying to answer them myself, they, they became uh, a ponderous questions, uh, difficult to answer and, 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 and complicated. Now, of course, I complicate everything. It is my nature to do so. However, I asked some, I put a uh, Facebook group together to see if I could poll uh, a group of people who might, of similar bent, who might be able to answer these questions a little differently than I would. Because my answers are, uh, I'm not sure they're all going to be good or healthy. And I did, I don't really care, you know, it's funny, when you talk out your own problems aloud, you, you really do, you understand that they're not all coming from a great place, okay? The problem is I don't want people to judge me, and I don't want Jesse to think I don't take this seriously. So, uh, I start a Facebook group to see if I could get uh, other people to answer these questions, and unfortunately, uh, the response has been low. Uh, uh, you know how it is with the... Well, maybe you don't. Maybe you're very popular. I am not so popular, right? I, I think when you don't pay attention to social media, what happens is you drop off the radar. And uh, as it turns out in the 21st century, your, your social media presence is your presence. So, that is, that's okay. I like that, actually. It's, it makes it a lot easier to drop off the grid. You know, you don't have to, like, burn your uh, utility bills and run out in the woods. All you have to do is cancel an account or two in the social sphere there, and, and, and all of a sudden, uh, non-existent. I like that. It's interesting. Uh, a lot, lot simpler, though. 
God. I am off topic. Here's the problem. Low response from this Facebook group, which means that I have very little feedback to work with, which means I'm back to my own opinions. My God. And who wants to hear those? Nobody but me. Maybe not even me. Usually after I state an opinion of my own, I, I think about it and I'm like, I, I don't like this guy. <laughs> Why am I listening to this guy? Spent my whole life listening to this guy. All right. Well, these are hard questions. So I, I believe this will be a long-running uh, topic of uh, interest for me. So I, I'm grateful to Jesse, at Jesse Calvin, on a Twitter. Okay. First question was, how did you get into art in the first place? And I added the addendum there uh, personally and professionally because I think this is where it has started to get nuanced and complicated for me. And why is that? Well, everyone, I, I got th- uh, three three so far responses on the Facebook group. And f- to this question, they all respond, I always liked to draw and paint as a child. And I just kept doing it. Uh, and, and then they would cite, and I'll go into this in more detail when I get more response. I'm going to have to be forcible about it or something. Uh, and then they would cite some influence to, to get them going, uh, drawing and painting. Uh, and I've heard this story. I've sat in a lot of lectures, and I've heard this story many, 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 many times. So, and I think it's a boring story. I'm not saying it's an invalid story, and of course it's important to someone historically that when they started, when they, when the spark hit them, of course that's very important. Uh, but it's it's tired. That's all. We all got inspired to do this at that when we were children, of course. Uh, uh, I got inspired to run away from people when I was a child as well. Uh, anyway. That doesn't make it interesting. That's all I'm saying. Psychiatrists will take you all the way back like that to try and pinpoint. But I'm a grown man now. Let's find let's find a way to deal with what we're dealing with here. And uh, that's that's why I don't find this story particularly interesting because everybody has it. So as soon as everybody has the same story, it's time to shake things up. So what I want to know is why people decided to become an artist professionally because or, or academic pursue academic uh, uh, study of art. And I'm sorry, Jesse, I'm not going to get very far on these questions. I think I'm going to have to mold them over a lot. This is unfortunately how my brain works. Uh, I think that uh, personally, how one becomes an artist is going to be a different narrative from professionally how one becomes an artist. And maybe they're tied together, maybe they're not. I think a lot of for me, I think a lot of it had to do with being uh, finding places in my childhood where I was, or uh, in my personality as a child, where I was lacking, or things in my life that were not there that I, that I found instead in, in in making. So, for example, I had some amount of chaos as a young man or young a young boy. Some amount of chaos in my life, uh, family things. Uh, we moved around a hell of a lot, and uh, what it left me with was a sense of impermanence, perhaps, or uh, you know, friends came and went, and, and schools came and went, and neighborhoods came and went, and suddenly you find yourself without an identity. Really, you don't even know how to deal with that as a little kid. So maybe I used art as a, as a way to. Uh, 
affix an identity of some sort because yeah we all have let's say we all have a propensity for making it or uh, or an interest in making and uh, it's encouraged uh, because you know if you make of course if you got supportive parents or loving any loving individuals in your life will look at what you're doing and, and encourage you you know if you seem to be enjoying this I will encourage it and there you go you keep doing it, you keep perfecting it, you keep growing in that, in that way, and it becomes a, a source of positive energies for you. All right, that, you can, can you come to that conclusion without a whole lot of forethought, thought, thought, thoughts, thoughtful, whatever. Anyway, but, but really, the question is when you become a young adult or a young, uh, an adolescent, etc., and the identities continue to become more and more complicated and shift, a lot of people drop off from those original interests, music, uh, reading, uh, writing, arts of any kind, really, or, or maybe other things, you know. Uh, uh, I, one of my cousin's kids is like a brilliant little kid and getting homeschooled, right? And uh, he, just, he just goes through topics of interest, like left and right, because he's a little kid, but he's a smart little kid, right? So when he dives into a topic, it used to be like engineering. He was super interested in it. I'm talking about a three-year-old, by the way. Uh, interested in engineering and, and how mecha- machinery and how mechanics work and all of that. Robotics, uh, uh, vehicles, uh, equipments, etc. He would dive into that with his whole heart. And then he moved on. You know, when he, now he's four years old. He's interested in the periodic table of elements and the noble gases. Uh... This kid's going to put us all to shame. What's my point? Okay, he's got a scientific mind, not a creative mind, I guess. And uh, so, but, he, but he's still moving from thing to thing. And as a little kid, I think that happens. So the real question about, about childhood propensities is why, uh, why art and why does it stick with certain individuals and, and, and sort of uh, uh, dissipate with others? And who knows? Why is that? Why does that happen? Uh, maybe, perhaps, I'm, I'm uh, uh, just uh, postulating here, maybe the, uh, the positive energies from that, they sort of vanish, or they, or they, or they lessen, or the positive energies from, from uh, or the responses, or the loving individuals in your life, they, they, they no longer take interest in that thing. Uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a father who wanted to be an artist when he was young, and did not become an artist. Now he's creative in his own ways, but but he didn't become an artist. Um, so for him to see his young son become uh, interested in the arts, I'm sure it gave him a, a sense of pride and interest. So I would be encouraged in that way. Uh, I could think of other stories I've heard in lectures where the artists in question had parents who were in the arts themselves. And, and actively uh, working as artists. And I think that's probably best case scenario. Well, uh, all right, maybe not. But, 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 but a parent who's an artist can train the young uh, blossoming artist, uh, provide them with tools, provide them with insights, give them a path. Uh, I did not have that because my father was an unrealized artist. 
So he didn't. He gave me some tools and he gave me some training, but really, at some point, I surpassed him. I'm not. That's not a brag. It's just at some point I became, I guess, surpassed him in level of interest, not necessarily skill. I have no idea about that. Uh, And he didn't go to college for art either, so he didn't give me any guidance in that direction. I mean, it was all very vague generalities about how I could pursue becoming an artist. But he's also a very practical man, so he was simultaneously encouraging and discouraging, right? Because... you know, most people have a have this idea that artists have are going to have a tough time making a living, and so the uh, encouragement would be would be uh, peppered with a, uh, a practicality. You know, you're going to need a side thing, or you know, you're going to need a, a fallback, or you know, you're going to need a, a skill or a trade that 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 will help support you when the, when the times are lean. But no specifics, right? I had to learn all that stuff on my own. I'm thinking an artist with a, with a parent or a other sort of uh, figure in their life that, that, that has uh, actual practical art skills and, and they're working professionally would help to guide the, the young person from, uh, from uh, an, a personal art interest to a professional art practice. Uh, and there is... Uh, so that, I guess that's what interests me more is how that happens. Because I learned about art academics very late. And I don't think that... I, and I was in class with people who learned about art academics very early. The, the, the study of art. The, uh, you know, capital A art. Uh, art history. Art... Uh, uh, contemporary art practice, art theory, these sorts of things that once you start taking them very seriously, they have really very little to do with making. And they have very little to do with the personal connection you may have had with the joys of making. And that's where it becomes a more interesting question to me. Because those... Honestly, maybe you're really into theory, maybe you're into really into contemporary art practice and all of that stuff, and that's great good. Uh, For me, I found it to be very limiting because the more you learn, uh, I guess the less ignorant you are, the more uh, responsibility you have to make things that are uh, are good. (laughs) For lack of a better word, things that are good. Uh, How can I put that another way? When I was a young person pursuing art personally, I was, uh, I was, I'm always so biblical, I apologize. That Protestant upbringing, I apologize. Adam and Eve in the garden, right? They, they were without any flaw. They, they were innocents, right? The innocents. And as soon as they became enlightened or uh, 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 had some sense of knowledge, suddenly their innocence is gone. And there are certain responsibilities. They become aware of things. And that awareness cannot be removed again. So in a lot of ways, this is how I think about that transition period between, being a, between having a personal interest in making and the joy, uh, the pure joy of taking crayon to a construction paper or whatever or the back of a, a shopping bag, ancient history, uh, 
there's a transition period between that and, and then being serious. And then all the colors in between, the spectrum in between, the Crayola box in between. What, what, what happens in that period of time? Uh, what, what is it that, uh, what is that path, that winding road from, from young child with crayon in hand to uh, professional practicing artist and this is, this is different with illustrators and, and fine artists even though they pretend it's not it, it's a difference this, the level of seriousness the level of uh, importance self-importance all of that but all of that comes from academia and all academia really is in pursuit of professionalism and professionalism is something that you are taught to want to have I think and and herein lies the dilemma I'm facing here. Uh, I don't know how to approach uh, to answer that question f- because I can only, because I think that that is a much more personal narrative story than other people than than the one about liking to do as a child because the childhood thing is about innocence and joy and uh, and then the path in between and then the professional person has a very specific story about what made them the person they are today. And then I'd be equally interested to hear the story of someone who did not pursue professional art practice, who, who is a hobbyist or a or folk artist or an enthusiast, but is not a professional. I'm, I'm, I'm equally, if not more, fascinated by those stories because uh, maybe there's a lot of that pure joy left in those individuals. Um, once you tie your, uh, your living, your bread and butter to something, it becomes sort of a, a weight or, a, or, a, or a, a yoke around your neck there, and it's difficult to uh, see it in the same way. The joys are more nuanced, and you've got to search for the joys sometimes. You have to search through pain for the joys sometimes. Uh, and there's a very, very interesting set of stories in, in that alone. In the, in, in the person who has decided to take their joyful pursuit and turn it into a professional pursuit and the complicated uh, uh, fractalizing of all of the experience that happens in there, uh, I'm very interested in answering that question. And I don't know if I explained that at all, if I just made it more harder to understand. But I don't. I think you're gonna hear the same thing repetitively over and over again about about the joys of making as a child. So that story doesn't need to be told. I, I don't. I don't think. But when child becomes adult, there is a lot there that happens, and it's interesting. It's gonna be fascinating to to say that, to talk about that, to think about that. And I have been giving that a lot of thought. And of course I have my own answers, at least at this point in history I have my own answers. But that, those answers are probably, uh, they're harder for me to get to, I think, than, than to hear someone else say it. So unfortunately it's a bigger question, it's harder to ask other people to answer that question because there's just so many discussions in it, so much nuance to it. But I continue to try and I will... Uh, I will keep posted. So three art questions. Question one. How did, how did you become an artist in the first place? Personally and professionally. Uh, continues. Okay? All right.
Uh, all right. This is Leonard Angelo.